And welcome everyone to the newest episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And today we have a very special guest on the show. It's Steve Swartz from the band The Things They Carried. That's right. Yeah. So we we got the chance to talk with Steve. Uh, great interview. Uh, he Skyped in from New York. Yep. Spent, you know, 30, 40 minutes chatting with us. It was a really great chat. Talked about, you know, how they got started, kind of got into some equipment discussions, which I've been itching yeah. to do. You really have. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that got talked about. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um, and yeah, just, you know, they didn't give too much away about kind of anything that they're working on, but they do have a, a big announcement coming this Friday, which is uh, April 8th. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. April 8th. I'm yeah, just because, looking at the calendar right now. I just want to make sure. It's a big day for music on April 8th, too, and we'll talk about that later. It is, yeah. So, But before we get into that, I think we should do some plugs, as we normally do yeah. on the show. So in addition to checking out all the stuff from the things they carried, and we'll have stuff in the description box and a little bit later on about how you can find all the stuff from the things they carried, uh, you're, you're clearly listening to the Ian Hates Music podcast, and you found us somehow, but... We appreciate the fact that you found us and you're taking the time to listen. You know, you can always find this anytime at ianhates.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com backslash ianhates. On Twitter, Twitter uh, the Twitter handle is at ianhatespodcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always email us, ianhates at gmail.com, or send us an email using the form on the website. Let us know what you think of the show. And if you have friends that are into this music who aren't into this music, you know, be sure to spread the word. Like us on, uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Spread the word. Retweet our posts. That would be great. And more importantly is you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to get on iTunes. Give us a rating, ideally five stars. And more importantly is subs- uh, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, That's how we keep track of how many people are listening, how many people are reaching. And, you know, it's really, really important for us as we go on here. So do us a favor, get on iTunes or however you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And that way, all the newest episodes of Ian Hates Music will come into your phone, your computer, whatever. And if you like this podcast, you should also check out Ian's other podcast, which is Ian Hates Movies. It has all kinds of reviews, most famously the (laughs) Batman versus Superman review, which I think you you can find on the website. And it comes uh, up. It comes up in the interview with Steve. <laughs> it does come up. That's why it's on my mind. We <laughs> yep. literally uh, we're just talking about it. So oh, fun times. You can you can find uh, all of the Ian hates both the movies and the music on ianhates.com. So exactly. Thank you very much. No, well done, Craig. Yes. Yeah, so uh, well, we just wanted to do our little intro here. Uh, make sure you actually knew what show we were listening to. Uh, we're gonna throw it to the interview with Steve Schwartz from the things they carried. Uh, I think you really enjoy it. It was a lot of fun for us to talk with him. Uh, we're both big fans. They have their EP out right now called Melancholia. You can find that on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere. And we'll come back after the interview with even more plugs for it. Uh, but also as a special treat, leading into the interview, we're going to do one of the songs from Melancholia. We're going to do 18G. Uh, so we're going to leave you now, go into that song and then do the interview, come back, and then you're also going to get another song at the end of the episode. So this will be a fun one. Sounds good. Yes, stay tuned.
And welcome, everyone. We are back, and we're here with Steve Swartz from the band The Things They Carried. How are you doing, Steve? Great. 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 Sorry. So I'll let the I'll let the audience know we had some technical difficulties, so we've already done part of this talk. <laughs> okay. So I figured this will this will let them know why we've already gone over some stuff. Um, so I just I had recently just asked a question. Uh, you just got finished on tour, correct? Yes. And that was uh, what was the name of the tour again? I was the Coolio Ren tour. Very very nice. Uh, and you uh, like where did the title come from? Uh, the title, I believe, uh, the other band came up with it. It came from uh, Star Wars. Uh, mm -hmm. If you haven't, if you've seen Star Wars Episode Seven, sure, there's a character named Kylo Ren. Yep. So, and it also came from Coolio. There we go. Uh, the rapper <laughs> who did uh, Gangsta's Paradise. And yeah. I'm not sure what else. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm only familiar with the Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic version. Amish parents. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So we started. Sorry, we started a little bit uh, there. Now we're kind of now we're kind of caught up. Uh, but we are big fans of the things they carried music. Absolutely. Um, I've been very excited for this interview. Uh, Craig, do you want to start us off with some of our uh, uh, starting questions? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, obviously, so I, I kind of just got into you guys recently. Listening to the EP Melancholia, love it. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Really Great stuff you guys are doing. Just really creative. Uh, the musicality is amazing. So maybe you could just take us back and kind of the inception of the band and kind of how you got to this point now. Um, I mean, it's kind of uh, a long story. Uh, with We kind of, how do I explain it? With this band, uh, I kind of wanted to get, um, well, it started off with uh, a previous lineup. And we were about a band for about four years, and uh, and then we kind of disbanded. And I got these guys together. I met uh, the guitarist at uh, Guitar Center. Oh, I really? Met, <laughs> I met uh, the bassist uh, through uh, one of my great friends, and uh, the drummer I found uh, strangely through Facebook. And uh, oh, there you it's go. Just, and uh, I wanted to get a group of uh, the best musicians personally that I, I thought uh, together, and. Uh, yeah, and then that's kind of how we formed uh, this. Uh, I like to call it this, this um, the real version of uh, the things they carried. Yeah. Oh, there now, you go. Has it has it always been under that name, under the name the things they carried, or did you guys operate under a different name? Uh, it was under the same name. So okay. Yeah. Was yeah. that was that when you released the uh, the full length and the other EP? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now that's a unique name. Uh, do you have a story for how you came up with that? Yeah, it's kind of things they carried. I mean, I was kind of aware it was a book, and I did like the book a lot. Um, but uh, I thought it would sort of work because uh, uh, it's sort of like frustrations, anger, and baggage that people carry, but they don't necessarily like to speak of. So that's kind of like lyrically, it kind of makes sense. It, yeah. I mean, it made full sense. Uh, so that's sort of that's what the things they carried is about. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Now, you guys are from New York. Is everyone in the band from New York, or are you guys kind of just from, like, the New York metro area? Uh, I'm from uh, – one person is uh, – our bassist lives in New Jersey, so. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. The rest – actually, I'm originally from New Jersey. I moved to New York when I was 18. Um, my, our guitarist, our lead guitarist is from Ecuador. But oh, really? He lives, uh, he lives about 30 blocks from me right now, so he lives in New York City. <laughs> and our uh, drummer is from Florida, but he lives in Long Island City, Queens. So, Okay, oh, very right. cool. Yeah. And I'm originally from New Jersey, too. So, Oh, awesome. Where in Jersey? Uh, I grew up in, in South Jersey, Mullica Hill area, 
actually. Oh, nice. I went to college down there, and my wife is from northern New Jersey, out west, by uh, like High Point, Newton, Sparta, that area. Oh, so, nice. Yep. I know, I know where Newton is. I grew up in uh, Wayne, New Jersey. Okay, okay. So lots of Jersey ties here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have nothing to say in this conversation. I lived in Pennsylvania once, if that counts. That's all I, that's all I got. <laughs> nice. That's all I got. Uh, so growing up in that in that scene, uh, you must have had a lot of different influences. Uh, what what kind of got you started in the style of music that you're playing right now? In the style of music, um, God, I don't know. It just sort of I'd been doing so. I'd I'd been playing music my whole life. I mean, when I was 14, I started off playing like rock, rock and roll, mm-hmm. and then I was in a band. Uh, I mean, I, I did a, a project which is uh, called Eulogy, which was sort of like new metalish, and then uh, and then I did, um, yeah, then the things I carried started off as more uh, sort of rock, and then it went sort of uh, I got influenced by uh, between the Bear to Me, ah. and, uh, you know, Chiodos. And I was always into like System of a Down and Muse, and I I just kept on combining more and more influences, and it just got stranger and stranger. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can definitely hear it uh, in Melancholia, the different tones that you use, uh, changing your composition for sure. Um, I that's it's one of my favorite parts of the album myself. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. we we uh, yeah, we all come from uh, a lot of uh, different musical backgrounds. And it's really cool. Uh, my lead guitarist has a Spanish influence, which works perfectly because I'm influenced by like Middle Eastern and like sort of uh, Egyptian and, and uh I don't know, just like dark uh, music. So with him um, also, give, you know, blend, uh, bringing in his style and bassist as well, was into uh, really like proggy stuff. And, oh. you know, so it just uh, just works really great. Yeah, kind yeah of, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that... so you, you definitely hear like the Spanish influence, especially when you guys do a lot more of the acoustic stuff. I think it, it really, really comes through. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah, we're real into that, so we love it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I guess that's a good question too. Uh, exactly what Craig brought up. So you're you're in uh, Revival Recordings right now, and you did you joined their um, it's all acoustic album that they recently put out, and you did the acoustic version of Nightingale, uh, which is on Melancholia as well. What was that process like going you know from your original song to that acoustic? Well, the process was really funny. I mean the. Uh, the uh, well, the label said we were doing an acoustic. Uh, they were doing a compilation. We we're like, great. We immediately knew what song we wanted to do. Ah. For some reason, it just popped in our head. We do Nightingale. Then they were like, you know, go do a demo, and uh, and then we'll do the real thing. Um, you know, in like uh, a few weeks after we hear the demo. So we did the demo, and uh, we did it in like like forty minutes. Yeah. And uh, and that ended up being the actual uh, recording. Oh, like, oh wow. Good yeah. enough. Like we we want to use this. We're like, okay. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy, um, I really, really enjoy that album. Not only, I mean, obviously Melancholia, but also that acoustic album, uh, because a lot of my favorite bands are on revival recordings right now. So it was just really cool to get that opportunity to hear those songs in that different way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool record. And yeah, there's a lot of great bands on, on our label. Um, it's really cool. So. Yeah. I agree. So now being kind of, you know, influenced by all these different things, and you said you've been playing music your whole life, maybe we can, you know, go through at least kind of your musical journey and how you got the, you know, playing guitar and, and doing the vocals for the things they carried. 
Sure, absolutely. I mean, I uh, I started off uh, playing piano. I played classical piano for about oh, wow. like, about eight years. Um, during my uh, during that experience, I got really into movie scores. Listen to every composer uh, that I knew of at the time, and it just got me really. I don't know. It it was uh, really influential for me. Yeah. Uh, then uh, when I was about twelve or thirteen, I uh, I discovered uh, Metallica, The Unforgiven, oh. and uh, I heard that song and I don't know, I just heard it and I was like, oh, I can, I have to make music. I, <laughs> wow. I want to buy a guitar. And, uh, so I bought a guitar and, uh, didn't put it down. And, um, I don't know, I started writing like right off the bat. I was able to sort of pick it up quickly from the piano. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I started writing and, uh, sure enough, I started jamming with my brother. He, uh, picked up the bass and, uh, we formed a band and uh, we weren't good. Uh, both, both couldn't sing, but I had the better voice. Oh. Uh, so, you know, I started singing. And, uh, God, I was really bad. And I just didn't stop. I just kept singing and singing. And then eventually I got okay. And when I got okay, I decided to take some lessons. Ah, there you go. And uh, then I started to get confident. So, gotcha. yeah. Well, you're... Your voice is really unique, and it's one of my favorite parts of the album myself because I love when someone can do all the different types of screams as well as the clean vocals too. So mm -hmm. where did that come from? Like, How did you find out you could actually pull that off? I, I got into screaming uh, later. Uh, sort of, I, I didn't really know about it until bands like Thrice and all those bands came out, like Chiodos and all those yep. bands, and... Uh, I just tried it and it worked. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really good at it at first, like I, like just the same with uh, with singing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just kept persevering and keep you know kept going at it and uh, took a couple lessons here and there, uh, like two, and uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, oh, it's... it kind of just came naturally, I guess. Yeah. At first, it was funny. I would just like completely blow out my voice, <laughs> and I feel nauseous. And uh, but after a while, it just started working better and better. So yeah, one of the one of the things I can definitely say, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Alisana, and when I heard you the first time, that's immediately what I thought of. Um, and I think they're an amazing, amazing band. And you've got a very similar style voice to Sean's, I think. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. So I just want to, yeah, it's it's great to hear how you went because I I've done the same thing. I've certainly blown out my voice too when I was playing in bands before. I just never recovered the way I wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so as you know, as someone who plays music too, like, so what was your your kind of first instrument? You know, first guitar that you picked up, and kind of what do you play now? And then kind of we can maybe talk about some of your equipment because I'm kind of like an equipment nerd here, getting into pedals recently. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, our band is uh, myself and my my lead guitarist is the biggest guitar nerd. Oh yeah, been talking to you for like an hour from this point about <laughs> gear. Uh, he actually he was the reason why. Uh, he's part. He's a big part of the reason why that EP sounds uh, really just came out really nice. He he has an incredible vision for uh, tone. Oh man. Um, so, but um, but yeah, I started off. Uh, my uh, I uh, my mother bought me a uh, really cheap guitar when I was uh, thirteen. It was a old Ibanez. It was like two hundred dollars. Yeah, and okay. uh, didn't put it down. 
Uh, and then when I was about 15 or 16, I guess uh, I, I ended up getting a Gibson SG, and that that guitar uh, is phenomenal. I still play it to this day. Uh, and then I stuck with that guitar for a very long time until recently I bought a uh, Fender Tele uh, Relic. Oh, nice. And, yeah. and uh, that became my uh, main guitar. So just only th- uh, I also have uh, an Avalon acoustic. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really I only have three guitars. Uh, sorry, two guitars now and one acoustic. It's weird. Uh-huh. Should have like 10 or 20. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what kind of uh, like amps do you play through and then we can get into kind of your pedal board if you have a pedal board oh yeah we we have tons of pedals um amp wise i use the orange rockerverb 100 watt and okay. uh, my lead guitarist just got um we actually just got sponsored by orange which i awesome yeah awesome that's uh, thank awesome you, orange congrats you. yeah thank you um and uh my uh, lead guitarist just got a uh or uh 100 watt which is awesome so yeah we uh yeah we use uh, orange amps and um he also has a uh what does he have he has a bunch of guitars i can't keep up because he's always got to give uh, different guitars uh, he's got a gibson uh, explorer he's got uh, oh, nice. a fender telly he's got a gibson les paul um yeah <laughs> that's nice. awesome yeah i started yeah. off uh what's a, i have a my first was an epiphone les paul jr which i still have and play actually because uh, it was cheap, but it actually sounds great. And then I bought an Epiphone Slasher off of somebody, which is like this blue guitar. It kind of actually looks like an Explorer, um, mm-hmm. but it's rounded a little bit. I don't know if they even make them anymore. And from what I can find, what little bit of information they have out there, I think they only did like a limited run of these guys. Um, but it's a really nice guitar. And I just got, a, I'm not like Gibson... I, I have expensive taste, but the Gibson <laughs> is a little little pricey for me. Uh, but I bought an Epiphone uh, 339, which I play now because I like that deep sound. But I've been one, been looking at tellies because I want a telly. Um, awesome. Yeah, so so yeah, I can relate. And I played the orange amps because that's the other amp that I want to get to is an orange. Um, kind of messing around with that a little bit. But now pedals. So I've been into reverb pedals lately. I don't know if you, you know... You use any kind of special reverb, or, or what kind of like your what's your favorite pedal, your go to? Um, I don't know. It varies. Uh, definitely on uh, the uh, EP, we were real big on the Pogs and the uh, B9 Organ Machine and uh, sure, the Organizer yeah. by Earthquake and uh, the uh, what did Ronnie use? Ronnie used a TC, uh, a big delay pedal, a TC something. Okay. Uh, we also use a Versavibe. I uh, and um, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> um, we threw a Boss Ottawa, uh, but that's just for like one part. Um, God, Ronnie would be so much better with this. <laughs> no, that's okay. that's, yeah. I mean, Sound in that though, like that's pretty extensive as far as like the different pedals. Like, you guys must have crazy pedal boards up there on stage. Yeah, uh, Ronnie has about like thirty pedals, or maybe maybe Shit. a little less. Wow. But it's like it's insane. Everybody <laughs> who like uh, sees us, like kids, always come up and they're like, "Oh my god, this board is insane!" Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're always like looking at our boards, looking at what effects we're using and stuff. We're pretty big on that. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's awesome. Fun and kind of, uh, I feel like there's like a song in every pedal or something. It's it's always cool to experiment. 
So. Yeah, and once you start putting them together, I mean, the combinations and what you can write and create musically is really endless. Definitely, yeah. Are you now, with all that that you have, are you kind of in the writing slash exploring process right now? Oh, yeah, we're deep into writing for, for our next record. Awesome. Yes. Uh, that's and, great. Uh, yeah, we're very excited about how it's coming out. It's definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, we never like to put out the same record twice. So, yeah, we're excited. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Let's see. So what's that? I mean, what is that writing process like? Is it, you know, it, is it all of you guys in a room kind of writing? I, I mean, you guys seem like really technical guys. So is it more, it, it, I imagine it's more like composing, but I don't want to, yeah, I'll let you kind of explain <laughs> A lot of the times, most of the time it starts, uh, I'm kind of like the core songwriter. Like I'll write pretty much like most of the song uh, in my apartment on an acoustic guitar. Uh, okay. I don't want to say most of the song, but like most of, I guess, the, the skeleton, the core. And <laughs> sure. then, you know, we'll work on the song together. Uh, you know, like Jesse will write the drums. You know, uh, I'll have a vision for the drums, but I'll just, I'll let him write the drums. And, uh, you know, Ronnie writes uh, his lead guitar. And uh, Eric Rice's bass, so that's kind of it's kind of how it works. When you're when you're doing that skeleton, when you're uh, when you're going through the lyrics, are there any themes that you tend to stick to, or do you go for a concept? Um, I haven't yet tackled the concept um, themes. Uh, sometimes I'll talk about the human struggle a lot or the fragility of life, but uh, I try to write I try to write about different topics. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see you guys for sure uh, doing a concept album and really pulling it off sometime in the future for sure. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. It's definitely on my mind to do one. So. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. very exciting. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. So, I'm just. So you talked about that. You know, kind of the human struggle and the fragility of life. Is that kind of? Are you, Are you pulling on any you know specific experiences that you've had or you've gone through when you write those kind of lyrics? Yeah, I mean, the one, uh, a couple tracks was Something Humans Crave uh, is definitely sort of, it was about a time in my life. Uh, it's just basically like a diary entry. Um, it's really cool to see people connect with that song so much. Uh, it's probably our, seems like our most popular song off the EP. So, um, so yeah, 18G as well. It's just like a time in my, it's, uh, it's a time in my life. Uh, 364, actually, most of the songs on, um, on melancholia, sort of, or about the time period in my life. So, oh, okay. sure, right. yeah, and I'm sure that helps, right? To be able to kind of express it musically and lyrically, you kind of get it up, you know, get out up there, you know, record the song, or even get out there on stage and kind of let it all out. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's very therapeutic. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, very true. Uh, so I guess you know we kind of hit some of the you know the stuff along with your career. What would you say? Do you have any like influences currently that kind of seep into how you make music, or is it just something that you kind of go with, uh, kind of that feeling that you get? Um, I mean, I'm basically lyrically, I'm influenced by everything. I mean, okay. if I meet a person and he tells me a story, I'll write about it if it's interesting enough. Oh, um, sure. Musically, I try to listen to everything. Uh, like our main influences, we really love. Uh, we really we love System of a Down. Yep. Uh, they're, they're I don't know. That's a big influence in our music. Uh, Muse is big. Between the Bird and Me is big for us. So we get a lot of Coheed and Cambria uh, comparisons. 
Um, I don't know. Basically, like everything musically, everything lyrically. I don't know. Okay. Everything pretty much. Sure. So, I mean, even if I, you know, if I hear a song that's not even in our genre, and there's like a cool part, I'll get like I'll be like, wow, that could be cool if done, you know, like this sort of. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything? Sure. That, is there anything that you're currently listening to? Like anything new? Uh, yeah, I we we're really big uh, on this band, Nothing More. We like them a lot. They're yeah. a rock band. Um, Ghost is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Between the Bar and Me, uh, their new record is really cool. Um, Bring Me the Horizon is really cool. They're cool, like from that scene. I think they're a good band. Sure. Um, the new Avatar uh, record sounds pretty cool. Um, God, we like everything, really. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about what we've been listening to sort of this tour. <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah, I was gonna say you guys really you do listen to like a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty, I mean, we're into we're into pretty much uh, everything. Yeah. No, it's great for our show too because that's what Craig and I will talk about for like an hour is just talking about the new music we're listening to or what we dug up from the past because we never know if the audience has heard something uh, that we have or you know vice versa. So we enjoy talking about that for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's see. Craig, you got any you got any more uh things you want to Yeah, I mean we can so so you guys came up, I mean you're on revival recordings right now, but you guys are all kind of in the New York area. So, you know, what was it like kind of coming up in that scene and you know, I'm sure it was it was difficult. New York's notoriously kind of a saturated market for just I think everything because of just how densely populated it is, but Yeah, it's uh it's been interesting. Luckily, New York City's been good to us. We really the shows have been pretty, pretty good. Uh, we don't really like. I don't know what kind of a scene there is, but we. Uh, I can't really find out. I can't really figure out what scene there is. Really, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know sure. there was a big uh, hipster scene in Brooklyn. Um, we kind of just play, I, I guess, our own shows. I, I don't know if like we really fit into a certain uh, world. Kind of, kind of, I feel like we're kind of like the wild card, but uh, but it's been good to us, luckily. So. Yeah, and it, kind of on that, it is tough, but uh, it's been it's been good. So, yeah, that's great. And kind of on that note, like you describe yourself as a wild card. Like if someone's never heard your music, how would you describe it to them? Um, usually, I'll say it's like heavy. Uh, it's like metal rock um, with a little bit of prog, a little bit of experimentation. Um, I usually don't really call it metal in today's metal. I don't know because today's metal is so heavy. Right. I don't sure. feel like we're that heavy. <laughs> and especially like when we play, a lot of times we'll be like we'll be uh, lumped into like metalcore, hardcore beatdown bands, and we never fit. But it works out because we kind of stand out in a way. So um, sure, <laughs> very true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, band wise, I usually uh, if people ask like what bands we kind of uh, sort of come from, I'll say like. You know, it's like a mixture of like Muse, System of a Down, Between the Bear to Me, Having a Baby with like Coheed and Cambria, Protest the <laughs> Hero, uh, uh, well, System of a Down, oh, I said System yeah. of a Down, um, <laughs> yeah, sort of like those bands. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> now, yeah. have you have you had the opportunity to play with any of those bands? No, I would love to. That would be a dream. If you could, yeah, I guess that leads into the question, if you could fantasy book yourself would you basically choose all of those bands that you just mentioned to go out on tour with pretty much yeah those nice. would be that would be a dream 
<laughs> no, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, for your, <laughs> for yourself right now, for the shows you played, I know you played a lot throughout your whole career. Uh, is there any show that stands out to you as one of your favorites, maybe between your experience and or who you've actually been on the show with? Um, I really like the randomly unexpected uh, great shows. Like we we uh, we did one show in Kansas. Uh, actually, we did a few in Kansas, but one of them sticks out. It was just completely packed. Yeah, it was like a hundred kids. Kids were nuts. There was like there was like rioting outside. There was fighting. I don't know. It was awesome for us. It was awesome. The kids just loved it. I mean, the merch sales were super high. It was that was, it was incredible. Go. Totally random, but really cool. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, we played with some big names that were pretty cool. Like we played with Chionos. That was a good show. That was actually our third show. Oh wow! Really? And which was really crazy. Um, our drummer had a blackout. Uh, he oh. he like blacked out in the middle of a song. Uh, I feel bad for saying this, Jesse, but uh, <laughs> it, it really it was that was an experience. It was it was great. Wow! How do you get through that? Uh, we just uh, he sort of stopped playing, and uh, I, I guess I sort of had like the screaming part, and then I stopped, and uh, I sort of just like looked at him, and I was like, "Let's keep it going," and then we just you know moved on to the next song. <laughs> oh, we, oh wow! So you're able to you were able to play it off like it was just part of the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to make it like we didn't want to make it like too obvious, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. yeah. No, guys, we meant to do that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. It's a, <laughs> it's an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Wow. So that's awesome. So you guys said you're constantly writing. So what can people expect, kind of, from the future the things they carried albums? Um, I don't really want to give too much away. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's probably for the best. Yeah, definitely. But we're uh, we're really excited about it. it. Should be it'll be uh, I think it'll be really awesome. So oh, very Excellent. nice. And we're very excited about it as well. Oh, absolutely. I think my my Spotify and my iTunes is completely worn out. If that's possible. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No. No worries at all. No, we're very happy to have you on the show. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for us. So I guess uh, I think we covered most of the regular things. So uh, is there anything else? Uh, like coming up, uh, I know you mentioned you were a fan of Star Wars. Are you excited that it's out on Blu-ray now? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd throw that out there. Did you get a chance to see? Uh, are you a movie person? Oh yeah, I love movies. Did yeah. you? Uh, did you get a chance to see Batman versus Superman? I actually did not, and I'm such a I'm I'm terrible. Like, <laughs> I I feel like if the critics give it a bad review, it sort of turns me off a little bit. No, I, and uh, <laughs> it, it got uh, a 30 percent so i was like oh my gosh like yeah. i feel like i don't know i'm a terrible person like that no so I, I haven't seen it but I, I think i will i will i gotta be honest you'd be you would be much better saving your money and not bothering yeah, it was that bad yeah oh it was we did uh so i have a another podcast called ian hates movies and we did it special for that movie and ended up being a two and a half hour podcast on how much the movie sucked pretty much so <laughs> It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Like you'll enjoy, yeah, you'll enjoy laughing at it. But I don't understand. I mean, I called that it was gonna suck. Oh yeah. I don't understand. Like you go from like Batman uh, Begins, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, directed by Christopher Nolan, who's a fantastic director. True. That's right. Storyteller. Character development is on point. Everything's great. Then you hire Zack Snyder. Yeah. Right. To be great. I'm sorry. And (laughs) it's a mistake. Yeah. 
And he's supposed yeah. to be doing the Justice League movie too. It makes it's no gonna sense. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, exactly. You can't tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> I completely oh, with you. Uh, we're same wavelength. I, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> what? No, besides Coolio, we also have Zack Snyder listening all the time. We should never talk about this stuff. <laughs> Some big names. Yeah, I know, right? Some big names on Ian Hates Music. <laughs> I can't wait for the Coolio interview. It's going to be amazing. By the way, I would not turn that down either. I think I would enjoy talking to Coolio. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, why not? I mean, whole time awesome. there would be Dangerous Minds. Whole entire time. <laughs> so, Craig, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up? I kind of no. went on a tangent there. My apologies. No, that's perfect. I think we, you know, we covered everything kind of. Cool. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Steve. We really appreciate it. Love Melancholia, all the stuff, the things that Carried are doing. Looking forward to your big announcement and all the upcoming music from you guys. So yeah. thanks for doing what you're doing. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to tell the listeners uh, how it's best to reach you? Uh, yeah, sure. Just, uh, you know, anytime, let us know, um, you know, where you want to see us. Uh, you know, message us uh, on our Facebook, facebook.com slash the things they carried band. Uh, sign up for our mailing list at the things they carried music.com. Uh, you know, talk to us through Instagram, Twitter, any anywhere social media wise, or email us. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Steve. This was, this was awesome. Great. Thank you again for having me. Yeah. Really appreciate yeah, thanks. it. All right. And we're back. I really had a good time with that interview, Craig. Yeah, I agree, Steve. I mean, great guy to talk to. You know, really interesting. Uh, you know, really smart guy. You can hear right how, you know, they they think so much about the the music and they put so much effort into the music and it really comes through. These guys are really technical, really creative guys. Looking forward to all the stuff that they're going to continue to put out. It's it's really great. And it was a great interview. Yeah, I can't wait for that announcement on Friday. Like I was really hoping he'd just be like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." You know, let's not wait till Friday. Let's just say it now. But I know he's, you know, I know he's got to keep it under wraps. Uh, but I am very excited. So if you want to hear what that announcement is, besides us, obviously, tweeting it out and talking about it on Facebook as well, make sure to find the things they carried music everywhere. So iTunes and Spotify, wherever else you can find music, make sure to go to their website, which is the things they carried music.com. Also go to Facebook and look up the things they carried band. You can find them on Twitter at TTTC band because what they often do is uh, so that you don't have to type out the whole thing, the things they carried. It'll be 3TC. You know, that's how they kind of use their moniker there. Uh, So once again, Spotify and iTunes, look up for the EP Melancholia. And hopefully on Friday, they're going to have a huge announcement. Hopefully new music, new tour, whatever it happens to be. I'm excited. Sure. So I think with that, yeah, let's get into some news. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of different stuff going down this week. There was. So, yeah, I see you put together a nice list here. You're much more prepared this week than I am. I I tried. I I was kind of I'm kind of like out of the loop. I don't know what's going on with me. It's been a long week, though. It really has. It has been a long week. So maybe you just want to. Yeah, we can we can dive right into it with kind of some of the headlines that you have here. Sure. So I'm going to skip order because I, you know, I put some things down. But I think the the news that hit me the hardest that I actually texted you last night when I saw it, it came up on Facebook. uh, And we've talked about this band a few times on the show. The band uh, Weather Eye has disbanded. They've broken up. 
Um, and I was very sad to hear about that because I thought they were good. I'm glad I just recently saw them live. Uh, so I'm really glad I get to check that off my list of bands. Uh, but I'm a little disappointed because I thought they had a lot of promise. And as a group, you know, as a whole, uh, you know, Craig had, Craig had tried to comfort me in my time of need and said, you know, hey, I'm sure they're going to go off and do other, you know, go to other bands and everything. But as a group, I was I was really happy with them. So I'm sure they will. They're very talented. Uh, but I was a little I was pretty depressed. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's really a bummer. I, I really like Weather Eye. Um, and I don't know, judging by their Facebook post, it seems like they kind of had some internal issues with the band, some external issues with the record label. I guess they were on In Vogue and just couldn't reconcile all of the different forces kind of, I guess, what seemed like stacked up against them. And yeah. the best thing to do is kind of go their separate ways. But I do agree. Like I said to you, I'm sure these guys will go on to do great things in a number of different areas. Yeah. Um, so I would keep an eye out for where, where these guys go. For sure. And definitely, you know, just because a band isn't together anymore doesn't mean you can't enjoy their music. So make sure to go out and pick up some of their stuff as well. I mean, that EP is really front to back, really, really good for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think kind of on the on the note of, you know, maybe not bands breaking up, but bands losing members. So we talked about the Ghost Inside gaining a member last week mm -hmm. uh, on the episode. But the other thing you have here that I also read was uh, a Beartooth parted ways with their drummer. Right. Now, this is actually kind of interesting, right? Because, you know, it's it's unclear to me. I, when I listen to the interview with Caleb, it seems like he is Beartooth, right? Like right. He, so when they part ways with their drummer, I'm, it, it seems like, right, like it's like a touring member or somebody, cause, because I think Caleb records all this stuff too himself. I thought As, I thought it was something similar to that too, but maybe now in the new incarnation of Beartooth, maybe it's more member driven. I'm just not sure. That's true. They, you know, they they have been writing new stuff. I think, you know, they're they're going to be putting out an album this summer. I think. Oh, great! I didn't know that. Yeah, I believe I believe they've uh, they've hinted at you know an album coming out this summer, and, and they're working on some new stuff. But yeah, so they parted ways with their drummer. This one kind of seemed like it was more amicable. It wasn't really kind of, you know, it was kind of the best decision for everybody. They got they're still friends, um, although who knows if it was no. otherwise if they would really say it. True. We yeah, came our drummer's a piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> and that does happen from time to time. It I think, does happen. I think it's been happening less and less recently. But yeah, that, that has a tendency to happen. That's but, right. Yeah, now they're going to be on Warp Tour, right? I believe they are. Yeah, so they're uh, obviously, I've seen them a few times now, but they're one of the bands I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing again. So we'll see how they decide if they can just plug someone in and they'll be fine. Like maybe that's it. Yeah, I, and I'm sure they can, you know. Yeah. I'm sure they have a, a network of people that they uh that they're able to tap into. I guess and I guess along the lines of that too, uh speaking of band members that left bands that might not have been as as uh, amicable as they might have wanted it to, um the former frontman from Asking Alexandria, everyone knows Danny Warsnop, uh he debuted his first solo song. Uh it's called I Got Bones. And it's from this upcoming album that he's doing called uh, The Prozac Sessions. And I guess that's due out later this year. Now, I thought he was in I thought he was in a band called We Are Harlot. Maybe this is another side project to that. Uh, but I gave the song a listen. And it sounds very like dirty country 
with like a small mix of classic rock. Like he's huge into classic rock. That's what We Are Harlot, I think, is the name. They, that's the kind of thing they do. I know um, Asking Alexandria did a EP where they covered, I think it was one or two Skid, uh, Skid Row songs. Uh, so they're they're big time, or he was at least big time into the classic, uh, you know, classic '80s rock kind of stuff, hair metal, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to it at all? No, I didn't. You know what? Honestly, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been following any any of Danny Worsnops' no. kind of solo <laughs> side project. So sure. I'm kind of at the loop on this one. And just a small correction too: Beartooth is not on Warped Tour. They're I not. Just- Oh, they fuck. Uh, so I just looked it up. I just oh, wanted okay. to correct that for anyone listening. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't get too excited. I guess they're not there. Uh, you misspoke. <laughs> yeah. I was excited. I thought, well, I, for some reason, I thought I had them coming up on one of my tours, but I guess not. Maybe they are writing new music and they're just not doing it. That's right. Because I know last year they did, I believe it was last year, they did the whole, um, what was it, Silver Tooth? Which oh, was the the yeah the melding of Silverstein and and Beartooth uh, on Warp Tour. So I was kind of hoping for something like that, but I don't think Silverstein's not doing Warp Tour this year either. I don't think, right? They're not. No, Beartooth's actually on tour. They're on tour now. Uh, it looks like. Let's see here. They're like currently on tour. Okay. With straight from, straight from the path, my ticket home and former. Oh right, yeah. Oh, um, that's so, it. Yeah. So yeah. they're headlining a tour right now. Okay. Um, which looks like it doesn't finish until until May at some point, mid-May. Oh, okay. They have a whole bunch of other dates through August. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, so they won't be doing Warped Tour, but they are on tour right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm sure I'll get to see them again anyways at some point. Sure. At some point. It was funny that you mentioned uh, My Ticket Home because they were the band that opened uh, for Weather Eye. The last, oh, time there you I, go. Yeah, the last time I saw him. So, yeah. So, there you go. Things come full circle here. Always for, full circle on Ian Hates Music. It's, yeah. It's always there. Uh, so, I guess another one. Now, this might not fit in our genres. I mean, we talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about anyways. Uh, That's right. But, but uh, you know, we I, I know Craig and I had talked a long time ago about this. But uh, if anyone doesn't know, Good Charlotte's back. And they are coming out with a new album after... I don't know how many years, like 10, maybe it's gotta be a lot. It's, it's gotta be a lot, but they premiered, they premiered their, I believe it's their first single from the album. It's called 40 ounce dream. And I listened to that one. It's, Oh, so there, the album's name is youth authority. Uh, it's coming out July 15th. And I thought the song was fine. I mean, it's, it's poppy. It's punk ish. Uh, but they're talking about on the album, how much music has changed since they were in the scene. Uh, which I thought was interesting, but it's not like heavy guitar riffs or anything. It seems very like very pop, I guess is the way to say it. So they've changed obviously a lot from the way they were. I mean, they were always poppy, but they did like to put that guitar riff in there from time to time. Sure. Yeah. So again, this is another one of those bands that I haven't really, you know, stayed up with um, all their new stuff. But I did say, I think if we go back to kind of our kind of favorite albums of uh 2015 was good charlotte I, on there no good charlotte wasn't on there but i believe i said and correct me if i'm wrong here but i think i said that i thought 2016 was going to be the year of the comeback because there's yes. all of these bands right that are kind of rebooting and i'm trying to scroll right now through all alternative press here to see uh i thought i read that there was somebody else uh that was you know doing a reboot here 
Uh, um, well, besides Sayosin, that's a that's besides a big Sayosin, one. Maybe it was maybe it was the Fall of Troy. Yes, um, the Fall of Troy too. Yeah, they um, they also apparently had a new song just come out, and I listened to it. It's like they never left. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like the, it's the exact same Fall of Troy that you would ever think would be around. Uh, the song's called 401k, so you can go you can go check that out. I I've, I'm a fan of Fall of Troy, but it's one of those bands where I can't really pick out a favorite song from there. They're just kind of like there. They're another one of those bands that's super technical. That's, very, that's very technical, yeah. Really kind of like that prog, rocky. It, it's almost like, right, I think if you like the fall of Troy, you'll like the things they carried. Yeah, I, or I you'll think, just like the things they carried just because they're great. <laughs> that's that's right. I agree. I agree. And then, yeah, you have here that uh, Desire has released a new song, which, again, same thing. I haven't listened to it. I don't know where I've been. Where have you been, week. Craig? I uh, hold hold up in my cave of an apartment, not seeing <laughs> sunlight. I don't know. Well, I mean, hey, we do live in Boston, and there isn't much sun to go around. Apparently, it likes to snow. It likes to in snow April. in April. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep. So, and I'm sure people out there in the audience are dealing with their different parts of the country as well. But yeah, it's it hasn't been fun. I was expecting we go to 70 degree weather to 20 or 10 with snow. And that's we got right. like what, like six inches or something? Yeah, about that's, six inches. It's that's been something crazy. ridiculous. And I think, like you, you always say, how it messes kind of with your, you know, you get a cold or whatever. I think it's starting to mess with me because yeah. I've been feeling great this week. Oh, I got you. Yeah, and then you know, like I only came into work once I found out I wasn't contagious. But as long as you didn't cough in other people's mouths. Yeah, that's the- that's what my doctor told me. As long as I don't cough in people's mouths, I am fine. Uh, Directly into their mouth. Yeah. But and I know that's one of my favorite pastimes at work. So I was like, ah, what am I gonna do this week? It uh, is. Yeah, I guess it I'll just is. listen it was to a music. Rough, it was a rough week for you. But let's I guess let's skew this conversation back for a second. But yes, you mentioned desires. Uh so yeah, their their new EP actually uh is coming out. It's uh the one you feed uh sorry, the one you feed is the new EP that comes out April eleventh. So you can right now go to uh, uh, wearedesires.bandcamp.com and you can pre-order. You can either get the physical album sent to you or you can get the uh, the EP, the digital one when it, when it comes out. But I liked it. I Their front man and the way they structure their songs is very different to what I'm used to listening to, but I really enjoy it. Sure. Like I'm a big fan. I I mean we talked about it a long time ago. Actually, we premiered when they did um uh Tear in My Heart, that cover of Twenty One Pilots and how much I enjoyed that song. So I pretty much knew I was going to latch on to this stuff. So I'm I'm waiting patiently till the eleventh so that I can get the rest of the EP. That's right. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to, and that's Monday, it looks like. Monday the eleventh it'll yeah. be out. So if you're listening to this on time, before the next episode airs, we'll have a, a new desires EP. You know, I'm not I'm not sure the schedule for music anymore because it just seems like music will come out whenever people feel like it. Well, that's right. And with so many people, you know, having access to being able to produce it themselves or, you know, put it up on on websites like Bandcamp, right? You can kind of release it whenever you want. Yeah, exactly. So you're not tied to the the Friday or Tuesday or whatever day of the week schedule it, it normally is. But actually, I mean... We're just flowing right through this stuff right now. That's a good segue into what music is coming out this Friday. Because That's right. Because there's, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff. So I think the first one, right, if you haven't listened to episode 12, I think it is, where we talked to Sean Milton of Landscapes, you should go back and check that out. But they're 
Uh, their new release, Modern Earth, comes out this Friday, uh, April 8th. You should check it out. New Noise actually had a link, but if you get on YouTube, they stream the whole Modern Earth. If you haven't listened to it, you should go and check it out. It's great. Yeah. Um, definitely just kind of experiment with a whole bunch of different things. These guys are extremely talented uh, in, in kind of the, just their songwriting. You know, they're not beholden to one genre. And uh, again, just really, really good lyrically, musically, compositionally. It's it's an all around great album. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to, you know, add it on Apple Music here, have it in my playlist, have it come up in the regular rotation. And that'll be out April 8th. Yeah. I hope to, uh, hopefully we can talk to Sean again. Um, cause I really enjoyed that interview and yeah, I agree. they made a post, they made a post on Facebook and it just said Boston in capital letters. And I was like, Oh man, they're coming here for a show, but it's the Boston. It's, it's the, the venue is called Boston in London. That's right. <laughs> I was like, ah, curses. It's so close. <laughs> so close. But yeah, definitely, uh, check that album out. And then also, unless I'm missing something, I have two more on my radar. Uh, Go for it. One is Era, E-R-R-A. And I know I brought them up on bands I was listening to before, but their album Drift comes out on Friday. And they're like a progressive metalcore band. And I just really enjoy the stuff. It's very hard for me to put into words what they actually are. Uh, But I think progressive metalcore is a very good way to put it. Um, But I have really enjoyed their old stuff and I've heard the, a couple of the new tracks off this album and I think this is going to be one that's on the top you know on my top 10 list by the end of this I mean maybe I'm projecting too high and I don't want to be let down but what I've heard this is a really really good effort on their part and I I think Drift is going to be really good yeah I, I'm you know I'm looking forward to it I haven't really dug much into the era stuff but I, I think it's probably high time that I I get in there yeah, you'll get there. You get there. It's good. It's good. And then, uh, and then now, I guess an an old B but a good B, uh, Deftones come out on oh, Friday yeah. too. Uh, their new album Gore uh, is out. So I like the single. At least one of the singles. I know you can go. I'm pretty sure you can go stream uh, from some website right now uh, to to check out the album. But I found out, uh, lucky you know, quote unquote, lucky me. I bought my Deftones tickets for the summer. Because they are going to be in Boston, I'm not a fan of the, not a fan of the uh, venue that they're going to be at. But it is summer and it's an outdoor venue, so it's kind of you know it's nice. And they're going to be with Refused, which is also pretty awesome. And I know we've talked about that. But yeah. what I got in my uh, in my uh, Gmail account on IanHates at Gmail See, look at that plug. Look at that. <laughs> uh, I got an email saying that uh, since I had bought my ticket, that I actually get the album for free. So they're just gonna send me the album. So that's great. Hopefully that'll get here on Friday, and I can go ahead and listen. I mean, I'll probably stream it before then, anyways. But um, I'm looking forward to it because I think it's gonna be really good. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know, it should be a good day for music on Friday, and then with that other EP from Desires on Monday, lots yeah. of good stuff. Uh, you know, coming out soon. We have way more stuff to review. <laughs> yeah, way more stuff. So yeah, stuff to look forward to uh, from us now, maybe not. Well, yeah, who who knows? (laughs) Um, now, uh, Craig, I'm not, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, like with your catchphrase, but did you want to announce what we're supposed to be doing next week? Or do you want to keep that under wraps? I think we keep it under wraps. Things can always fall through. That is true. Uh, That's true. But, but again, you know, if you like what we've been doing with the interviews, um, you like the bands that we've talked about, you've been following kind of our, 
top albums of, of the year and all, all the stuff we've been tweeting out, you should stay tuned because we have some great interviews lined up here. Absolutely. Um, we're really excited to talk to, talk to these bands um, and we're huge fans of all of their music. So, you know, stay tuned again, all the more reason to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. So you're up to date when, and, and again, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing. And look, I wasn't trying to close out the show. I just wanted to see no, if I could. Course. I just wanted to see if I could get you to announce something. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, with how you know everyone who's listening knows that Craig and I are experts in music. You know, <laughs> quote unquote. Sorry, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get through. But yeah, we. I mean, we love music so much, and the that's why we're doing the podcast. We said this before, so it's a it's a big thrill for us to talk to the bands making the music we love. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you enjoy that? So we're hoping that that translates to the people listening as well. They hear not only the passion and what we're talking about, but what also these bands are talking about too. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, you get to learn something, uh, you know, about some of these bands, and hopefully, you discover a new artist and go check out their music. Go support the bands, you know, who who are making this really great music. Because that's really what it's all about. It's not about us. It's about it's about the bands that yeah. are making the music. And what's uh, what's great is. You know, all the bands we've talked to, um, all the people we've talked to have been very like open about what they'll talk about, unless they have announcements, you know, that they're saving to make. Sure. That makes total sense. Uh, but if you have any questions that you specifically want to hear bands answer, you know, feel free. Like I said, uh, email ianhates at gmail.com. Fill out that form on www.ianhates.com. And let us know. Maybe there's something you always, you know, one of our favorite questions Craig and like Craig and I like to uh, ask is, you know, if you could fantasy book yourself in a uh, in a show, you know, who would you want on that show with you? So if you have a favorite question that you like to ask bands, and you know, we happen to be talking to someone that you enjoy, you know, send us that question, and we'll see if we can uh, work it in. That's right. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to a point where we kind of we have some sort of schedule of who's coming up, but. You know, we'll keep things under wraps for now. Keep the suspense building a little bit. For sure. So I got a question for you. This is a little, it's on topic, but it's a little bit off topic. Uh, sure. So got the latest Alternative Press uh, magazine. And I'm just going to steal this right from them. I'm giving them their, their props for having the question. But they, you know, how they ask a question of bands and the audience. You know, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. So I believe this question was, do you think that, like, what are your opinions on bands putting out cassettes yeah of their I new saw, music I, I skimmed i skimmed that question yeah so i thought that was interesting so first i didn't realize we have gone back to cassettes oh you didn't know that oh, i yeah. didn't realize we were putting out cassettes i thought we just skipped cassettes and eight tracks and went all the way back to records and it was just records and cds if they still put out cds anymore it's they do I, I it's believe it do. or not believe it or not yeah <laughs> my car so, still only has a cd player without an aux cable so yeah, so I know I know that there's plenty of people who are into having the whole hard copy, you know, want to actually own something physical. I know there's plenty of people who are okay with digital, but they want to own it. And I've kind of just transitioned into the way Spotify and Apple Music kind of operate here and uh, whatever it is, Amazon Prime, however they operate, but all the streaming services where you can listen to it. Right. I think that the days of owning your music is dead just because it's unsustainable, especially for people like us who listen to so much music. Right. I would spend my salary and a half on music if I could. See, I think that's and, what I do. Well, exactly. <laughs> I think that's, and, I think that's a problem. There's, 
there's no way to just keep up with all the music. And, you know, there's a lot of good music that's out there uh, unless you are loaded. So. Right. No, it, no, it, it, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it seems it seems to me like it's more of that, not vanity, but it's more of that have it for the collection type thing. There's a nostalgia. Yeah, 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 for sure. That, and I understand. I guess I guess the thing is I'm not a vinyl guy because I don't have a player. I mean, I think I have a couple albums that people have given me that I sure. keep I keep them wrapped because it's like the artwork, you know, is, is yeah. nice. But I understood because of the artwork that that's why someone might buy a vinyl because it's also supposed to sound better and all that kind of stuff. What is what is the what would make you want to have a bunch of cassettes around? Well, I think right, like it, it harkens back to the old mixtape, and I think that's what kind of people have this nostalgia about listening to your favorite band, kind of on a tape, or you know that fling in high school putting together <laughs> the mixtape for you. But I mean, even in our day, right? Like you know, we're not you know we're not that young. No, yeah, it's, and, it's the way our, life is. Right, and and our mixtapes are even CDs back in the day. So I think like even cassettes now for people, I. I feel like for a lot of people who listen to the kind of music that we do, like right, like there's to me there's no allure to it. Like with vinyl, I can understand at least that the artwork's bigger right. and the booklet's bigger. And when you listen to something on vinyl, it has that crackly, like authentic kind of sound to that it. That rich, full sound. You know. That's right. Like I don't understand what the allure is for a cassette. So I really don't get it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And the reason the way I found out that this was happening was brand new sent me on their newsletter or whatever that they were selling their album on cassette. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw it <laughs> way more after that. And then Alternative Press just had that question. So, I mean, hey, to each their own, if that's if that gets bands more money, you know, all the power to them. Like, sure. that's, I guess that's the way I, I kind of look at it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if that's your thing, you know, I'm, we're not shitting on it. You know, if you like to collect cassettes or vinyl, I'm just, again, it's not, for me, it's not a sustainable music consumption method right yes i i agree <laughs> i don't have enough space in my apartment i already have a podcast set up like a studio i can't i can't have the other stuff well right i mean even not even space you know money alone like just even regardless of the space you have i think it's yeah. just expensive yeah. um yeah now i kind of now i kind of save you know unless i'm pre-ordering an album because i know that means a lot to bands now that's kind of the bigger way to know you know how they're doing and everything besides that i try and buy albums when i go to a show that's sure. pretty much the way and then other than that i have spotify and i and i go from there and then if there's a band that i really have to get something like i can't get on spotify then i then i purchase it but i've been trying to keep it down a little bit because i do spend a lot of money on music yeah yeah absolutely i agree so i guess that's another transition craig sure. i know You've had a weird week, but what have you been listening to this week? Yeah, so I have actually been listening to some new music, or new to me. Okay, all right. At least. <laughs> um, so I get into the band Gates this week. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think these guys are on Pure Noise, if I'm correct. Okay. Um, I can look it up right now. But anyway, if, you, if you're kind of into that kind of ambient post-rock type kind of indie rock, they have a lot of that going on in the, uh, in the music. But they are, they have vocals too, and they do kind of like these screaming, but also singing vocals. All their stuff is really, again, really well thought out, really well crafted, and kind of building these huge atmospheres, these ethereal sounds. But they kind of have this heavier hitting, 
brand new type sound. Right. Um, so, you know, if, if you, maybe you can't get into the, you know, the straight up, just all instrumental post-rock stuff. Maybe these guys are kind of that step in between, but again, just really talented. These guys are also going to be on tour with Thrice and La Dispute. Oh, okay. So uh, they'll be up this way. I think it was in June up in the Boston area. I think they're playing House of Blues. Yeah, um, I believe so too. Yep. Yeah, so that uh, that could be an interesting show. I was considering buying some tickets to go to that. Well, let me let me ask you this real quick too. So sure. I thought I thought the post rock genre was meant no lyrics yeah so i I, honestly i have no idea okay all right no vocals i mean not lyrics but yeah i just kind of refer to it all as kind of instrumental rock sure uh kind of without that so yeah i i don't know what the post-rock actually encompasses um they're kind of like this mix of like maybe maybe that's right like how i kind of described it right like it's post-rock with vocals or whatever you want to call it right uh, but yeah, really into Gates. You should go check them out. Um, their their stuff is really good. Also, been listening to Boston Manor. So these guys are kind of like UK pop punk, um, really fun stuff. Uh, whenever I listen to kind of like these really pop punk bands, uh, like Boston Manor or like the Story So Far. Yep. Um, all the, all these guys kind of it, it reminds me of like Summertime and Warp Tour and like that is kind <laughs> of like the soundtrack of of summer to me gotcha uh especially when it's snowing in april right like you want to want to listen to some stuff that makes you feel uh like warmer times are coming we're just trying to claw our way to finally get to summer that's right no i I gotcha yeah so these guys are also on pure noise and then brigades who Mm. is also kind of a pop punk uh band are also on pure noise so kind of just going on pure noise i tweeted out earlier that I'm I'm becoming more and more convinced that Pure Nice has the most sick lineup um, ah, of bands. Gotcha. Because I mean, I just like going down this list. I don't. There's just so many bands that I just talked about the story so far. I think they're on Pure Noise too. See, for me, yeah, for me, I'm still I'm still uh, uh, revival recordings. That's still okay. my right now my a number one just from all the bands that I that I love from that label. Sure, and yeah, I'm, again, that's not to say that other labels don't oh, have no, good bands. Yeah, kind right. of just what I've been hitting recently, It's it seems to just to keep coming up. Like, I'll find these other bands, and I'm just like, oh, what record label? Are they? Pure Noise again. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like need the all Pure Noise. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been listening to. So Gates, Boston Manor, and Brigades, if you haven't checked them out, you there should you go. go check them out, listen to them. Awesome stuff. Nice. So for me, uh, I've been doing a lot of the things they carried. So I did a lot of the Melancholia EP. Also, the New Desires. I've uh, been putting that on repeat. And then really listening to a lot of cover band, like a lot of cover music uh, this week. It's been uh, no like no album straight through besides Melancholia like over and over again. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I think I've just been hitting some of the older stuff. The the U's put out that, uh, that acoustic uh, set. So I listened to some of that. Uh, but I didn't want to overdose too much on that stuff because I am going to see the used two nights in a row coming up in May. So you just want to kind of kind of get a refresher, but not kind of overdo it because I'm going to be seeing them. Pro- they're probably going to play for like an hour and a half, two hours each night, I would think. Sure. To make it, to make it worth it, <laughs> I would I would hope. So, you know, we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, uh, a little bit of funeral for a friend, too, because I'm 
I'm very disappointed. I am not going to be able to see them in England uh, this weekend, like I was hoping to do. But <laughs> ah, when when will this when will this podcast start bringing in money, Craig, so I can start traveling the world and going to see the bands that I need to see? That's right. That's right. One day, that's the dream. That we'll is be the living dream. the dream. Uh, I am. I am very sad, and I'll probably talk about this probably the week that Funeral for a Friend does their last show. But if anyone doesn't know. Uh, they finished up their tour. They're not touring the states, uh, but they finished up their tour. They did Germany, and now they're now. So they've done their European tour, and now they're finishing up in England. Uh, they're going to go through the UK and finish there, and then that's it. And they're one of those bands that I completely believe that that is just going to be the last time you hear from them. I don't think you're going to hear anything else. Yeah, they're probably done. They've been around for a while. I think they're. They're ready to move on to different things. Yeah. And it's sad. I mean, it is. It, it is very sad. But yeah, I, I actually I got a little overzealous and I was like, I'm going to make it over there. And I bought I bought tickets for the two night show in Manchester, even though I do not like Manchester. I was still willing to go travel over there to, to see them play. Uh, but there was just no way I could end up doing it money wise. And now I was telling Craig, I so it turns out I can't make it. So I was expecting, I bought the tickets like when this was announced, which was probably over six months ago, somewhere around there. They've been, they've been teasing this tour for a while now, the Last Dance tour. And I was expecting at least to get the tickets in the mail so that I'd be able to save them because I have you know thousands of, of tickets from, from bands I've seen. And I've seen Funeral for I've actually seen them in England as well. So I've seen them a bunch of times. It'd just be a nice thing to add to my collection to say, hey, that's the last, you know, one of their last shows. I never got to see them, but it's kind of cool to have this. And they didn't even send me the tickets. They have them at will call, even though <laughs> I specifically, the email says that they would send them to me. Uh, so I have to see if they'll at least send me the tickets because I'm eating the cost already. So why not yeah. just give me, you know, just give me my paper tickets. That's right. But that's, I mean, Craig, I know you don't go to as many shows, but I don't, I don't know if you realize what the ticket fees are now. Like I, I just recently bought, so I'm, I'm a big fan of comedy as well. So I recently bought tickets for um, a podcast. Uh, that's actually a live podcast that's coming to Boston. And then Sarah Silverman, who's also coming to Boston. I bought these tickets and each fee for the oh sorry and Deftones and Deftones as well and the fees for these tickets were over fifteen dollars. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So ticket fee and that I just don't know how people get away with it. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean I know there are box offices that you can buy tickets without the fees, but you have to literally wait there. And all tickets go on sale. It's it's now midday. You know, it's it's eleven, yep. it's ten a.m., eleven a.m., you know, noon. It's somewhere around there. So you have to not have a job in order to go wait in line for these tickets, because I just, and no one does that anymore. You just do it online. So now you have to pay because that's the only way you can get them. The one that blows my mind is the convenience charge. Yeah, they charge you a convenience because you're not waiting in line and you're buying it online. But like, I I just don't understand what the convenience is because. They're not doing anything. It's a computer. Yeah. Like the convenience is you don't have to have somebody sitting in a box office and pay them whatever $15 an hour right. to work work the ticket counter. Yeah. If anything, you should be lowering your prices. That convenience yeah. fee should have a negative sign in front of it. And it's like, hey, yep. we were so nice. We took this off because you guys are so great for ordering online. 
Yeah, no, the ticket fees are crazy. Yeah, and I, I know people have complained about it for a long time, but they've just gotten progressively worse without any changes. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. When you really look at that ticket and you realize, oh, shit, I paid $85 for a ticket to see Deftones. And you look at it, you're like, where did this come from? Like, how is this possible? And then you look at the three different fees that they have. It's nuts. Yep. So. Absolutely. That's my little rant. Yeah, <laughs> it's my little Ian Hayes music rant there. There uh, you go. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think Craig, is there anything else on your mind? No, I think that wraps it up. All right. Well, let's... Uh, let me do the let me do the plugs for the things they carried. So, Perfect. first of all, I I want to thank Steve Schwartz for coming on. Um, it was awesome talking to him today. Really enjoyed uh, the conversation. I know Craig did as well. So, if you liked what you heard, and even if you didn't, and you still haven't heard their music, which at least you're going to hear a couple songs on the podcast, make sure you go to thethingsthecarriedmusic.com. Uh, you can also go to facebook.com uh, slash the things they carried band. It's Twitter at TTTC band. And then on Instagram, just look up the things they carried um, and you'll get it there. Make sure to follow them on Spotify. You can listen to Melancholia there. Make sure to buy the album on iTunes. Look up Melancholia. Look up the things they carried. Get them their hits there. Um, so once again, thank you to Steve. Also want to thank Nicholas from 10 and 8 Management for helping us out, setting all this up. He's been great. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a great interview, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, really, like I said, you know, really great guy to talk to. Check out their music. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah. Um, and on that, the shameless self-plugging <laughs> once again here. So if you're listening, you clearly found it somehow. But the biggest thing here is, you know, if you like what you hear, Go and subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. It's how we keep track. Uh, you can always find us on ianhates.com, facebook.com backslash ianhates. Our Twitter handle is at ianhatespodcast. Feel free to email us, ianhates at gmail.com, or fill out the form at the bottom of the website. Send us messages. And then be sure to share us with your friends. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Um, retweet our tweets share our posts, whatever, get the word out there. Uh, it's how we're able to get you know, more interviews here and, and bring you new music. So thank you for listening and, and spread the word. Absolutely. Uh, so Craig, do you have any uh, working on that catchphrase? Still working on it. Still work on it. <laughs> I like that catchphrase too. Still working still, on it. Still, still working on it. That's all right. All right. So uh, we're going to leave you tonight. Uh, like we, we did our the intro song from the things they carried was 18G. And we're going to leave you with our outro song of theirs, which is 364 Day Anniversary. So I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>